This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy out along with Paul Stone, and well, it's conference tournament time, and we're looking to see what's what stocks are going up or down in the Paul Stone stock market as we get into conference tournament play. Paul, how you doing, man? Love the championship week. Oh, I'll tell you, Jimmy, this is a great time of the year. Uh, you know, a lot of people uh, really enjoy the championship week as much as the, the start of the tournament. So I, I think by anybody's definition uh, as we record here on Tuesday, March 7th, uh, March Madness well underway in the next uh, four weeks is going to be quite exciting for us college basketball fans. Yeah, I don't think there is any doubt about that. Generally speaking, uh, before we get into some specific conferences, uh, stocks up, stocks down, uh, entering this play, maybe some teams that have their seating set, maybe some teams that have flattened out. Uh, Personally, one of mine is Alabama, uh, that is that is cooled off for obvious reasons, but uh, I mean it's what we do on this, uh, and they are zero and four since uh, Brandon Miller has been, you know, it was testified by the authorities that he transported the gun that was part of that uh, murder. So, um, hey man, they they got blasted in uh, in A and M. Both of us uh, had that one on Saturday, but that's one that comes to mind. And UConn seems to have recaptured their form for early from earlier in the year as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you not to just, uh, you know, repeat exactly what you say, but Alabama clearly is a team that, uh, you know, was ranked, I believe, number one uh, at one point in the season, and they've certainly uh, shown slippage down the stretch, and you've got to you've got to wonder about just their uh, collective team psyche and, and where they are uh, mentally with uh, all the off-the-court issues that they've been dealing with. Um, you know, another team, and it's not it might not manifest itself in their first game in the tournament, and I know they've had their high points, and one of these high points was on Saturday uh, when they beat Kansas uh, by double digits there in Austin. But I think Texas, uh, maybe even in a second-round game, uh, that Saturday-Sunday game, uh, might be vulnerable to the right opponent. You know, it's been a, a trying season, to say the least, and Texas seems to be – all college teams are uh, erratic and, you know, kind of Jekyll and Hyde uh, to a degree, especially because offense can, can come and go. But – I think the Longhorns might be a team to uh, to look to fade. And as you mentioned, UConn's a team that certainly uh, has shown uh, promise. And, uh, you know, they started out so hot. Uh, looked like maybe the best team in the, in the nation, you know, the first three or four weeks of the season and then cooled off. But now they have uh, regained their stride and the Huskies, uh, the favorite to win the Big East tournament this weekend. So you got to look at them. Um, you know, you wonder about, you know, teams like in the in the SEC, Arkansas, Kentucky, yeah. and A&M. Might those teams, uh, you know, get hot? They're all capable of 
of beating anybody and 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 perhaps getting uh, defeated by anybody. So uh, those teams are, are teams to look at. And, um, you know, Houston and the American Athletic Conference, that's another team, as much as I like Houston, as much as I like their bulldog mentality and how tough they play defense, you know, I, I think their lack of consistent offense, uh, maybe in that Sweet 16 game, uh, might reach up and bite them. So that's just a few thoughts uh, off the top of my head on teams uh, to buy and teams to sell. Yeah, I think, you know, in Houston's gone to the Final Four and the Elite Eight the last two seasons, and I think that's kind of where – they may end up again, um, but, man, they just seem to be the same type of team every year. And, you know, it's not just, it's not just from the field where they can go wrong, but part of, their, part of their reasons for blowing that lead against uh, Alabama, they were really poor at the line as well. So, I mean, really missed a bunch of free throws uh, down the stretch, which is part of uh, part of the offensive game. I get that. You mentioned Arkansas and the Nick Smith, who's a probable lottery pick. But I don't know if it's just because the long layoff affected his shooting, which it can do to a shooter. But he's got the green light, and maybe he should because Arkansas, without him, was really lacking on the offensive end. But, man, he is shooting a low percentage uh, since he's come back. It's been a main reason why they lost their last three. Tough, tough opponents at Tuscaloosa, at Knoxville, and at home against Kentucky. But still, the way they lost, where they were, weren't really in the games, you know, they had that flurry late against uh, Alabama to cover the spread, but really weren't in the games coming down a stretch in those three. Yeah, you know, Nick Smith Jr. comes in much ballyhooed, uh, injured much of the season. And as you mentioned, certainly uh, while the NBA, you know, they project and uh, he still, I'm sure, is still a lottery pick in their eyes, the uh, – offensive boost that you would have expected him to provide the Razorbacks just really hadn't presented itself to this, uh, to this point. So, uh, you know, Arkansas, one of those teams, uh, that's, um, you know, it seems like, uh, the, you know, the individual pieces may be, uh, equal higher than the sum of the parts, if you will. Uh, they did, uh, you know, there was a, a game that it was a scrimmage, but they played Texas at the Moody center in a real game, scenario where people were charged it was a fundraiser and the place was full and it was like a full-fledged game although it was before the November 7th start date and when Texas beat them by like 32 points you know I figured I knew Texas was was potentially good but I, I wondered if they might uh you know might not be as good as uh as we thought coming in but at the same time you know they do have some talented athletic people I think Eric Musselman uh, you know, uh, whether you like him, love him, or in between, I mean, I think he's a, a proven coach. Oh, and good. I think he gives you a little bit of an edge on the bench in, in, in games that uh, go down to the stretch. So, uh, you know, I still think the, the Razorbacks, maybe uh, they've just teased us, and maybe I'm a little too infatuated with uh, the talent level that you see there. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how they progress through the tournament. And they, they you know, they might have some um, – I don't – do a whole lot of bracketology. I, I, I mean, I do some, and I need to start looking at it real hard from this point forward as we get uh, to Selection, Sun, uh, Selection Sunday, uh, this coming Sunday, the 13th. But, uh, you know, they might even uh, have a little work to do. So uh, we'll see how that comes uh, comes out. Oh, I think, I, think, I think they're safely in, and no matter if you like it or hate it, um, the, the NET is so strong that, uh, I mean, a top 20 NET, I mean – 
you just don't see a team with a top 20 uh, NET that doesn't get an at-large bid. They might not get the seeding that correlates with it. I think that's fairly safe. But I think, you know, here's my deal with Arkansas because Musselman has is a proven coach in the tournament. I just don't know if he has identified the roles with such an important piece, such a, a high-impact piece like Nick Smith. I don't think he's had enough games to kind of get everybody to identify those roles. And I would feel a lot safer if they could play three or so games in the conference tournament to kind of get help them prepare them help prepare themselves uh, for another run in the NCAA. Man, they gave Baylor by far their toughest game uh, when Baylor won it, uh, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, and then uh, you know knocked off uh, Gonzaga last year in the Sweet 16 rounds. So he knows how to get it done. I just think that this piece has come. They they haven't done it yet, man, and it's forced quicker shots from his teammates because they don't know if they're getting the ball back once they pass it to Smith. So, and he can be a little bit more patient with his shot selection and get some higher quality shots. We'll see. We'll see. Potential is there, but right now it's just not uh, transferring onto the court. Let's get to the uh, conference tournaments and start in the Big East where the conference champion is not the favorite. UConn is the favorite at plus 230 at Bet Rivers. Marquette, is a second choice at plus 350, the regular season champion. Yeah, I mean, you've got these three Big East tournament favorites. Uh, you mentioned UConn at plus 230, Creighton at plus 275, and then Marquette just uh, a notch back at plus uh, 350. I think if you you know put these three teams uh, in a hat and shook them up real good, I think uh, you know you would get an equal number of times uh, each of these teams winning the uh, the Big East tournament. So. Uh, you know, I think these teams are fairly equal. Uh, Marquette's got the most favorable odds, so I'll go with the Golden Eagles. Um, first of all, this team was picked to finish absolutely in the lower division of the Big East by virtually everybody in the preseason polls, but they've got some a pair of really good guards, and we talk about often the importance of guards uh, during the uh, March Madness time of year, and they've got Cam Jones and uh, Tyler Kolick. Uh, got two really uh, established guards who have played well all year. Shaka Smart, he's resurrected his career uh, after, um, you know, what would be uh, fairly um, judged as a, uh, a disappointment at the University of Texas. But he's probably the top candidate or one of the top candidates for National Coach of the Year. So uh, what a job he's done this year. And then you look at Marquette's performance against the other co-favorites uh, in the Big East Tournament, uh, those again being UConn and Creighton. Uh, and Marquette three and one this year uh, against those two teams. So, you know, again, we've got the uh, the more favorable odds. Marquette at plus three fifty uh, there at Bet Rivers. So let's take a, a small position on the Golden Eagles to win the Big East tournament. All right, let's go to the SEC and we talk about Alabama. So they've been much the best uh, in the SEC. Could make a case for them being the best team uh, in the entire country. But, again, since all of the distractions, they are 0-4 against the spread coming down the stretch and then losing handily uh, to A&M, where they really sometimes they can be a little bit perimeter-oriented or a little bit too perimeter-reliable, uh, uh, reliant, rather. And, uh, uh, you know, on that three-point shot, they were very cold on Saturday, and it kept them from being competitive at College Station. A&M is plus 525. Bama's plus 150. Uh, which creates some value. Tennessee is second choice, 275. Kentucky is hot all of a sudden at plus $4. And A&M is at plus 525. 
Yeah, I think the you know I think this is a te- a tournament conference tournament rather where a team maybe not the favorite, maybe not Alabama, and maybe a little bit down the list could uh, you know conceivably win uh, in Nashville this weekend. And you mentioned Alabama, Tennessee, uh, Kentucky, and and A and M as the top four betting choices, and then Arkansas coming in at uh, plus ten fifty, I believe there at Bet Rivers. So I think any of those five teams could win the tournament. But I'm going to look at Texas A&M at plus five and a quarter. Uh, they would have to win two games to, to reach the final uh, Friday against likely Arkansas or Auburn. And then Saturday, uh, most likely against Kentucky, the Aggies 15-3 and three in league play uh, finished solo second place, three games uh, clear of the third place finisher in the league. So uh, a team that really didn't uh, come out of the gate. I think they came out of the gate maybe seven and six lost uh, some games that really uh, were reasons for uh, angst early in the year. But Buzz Williams, I think he's starting to produce uh, what the uh, folks in College Station uh, were hoping for when they hired him. And I think it's a little bit of a factor. I don't put as much juice in my handicapping process as some handicappers do for these types of things. But make no mistake about it, Texas A&M is still upset about not getting in the tournament last year. Mm -hmm. And I think this tournament, the SEC tournament, even though they know they're in the field, I think it might kind of be a place where they try to uh, further state their case and, uh, you know, flex their muscle a little bit. So Texas A&M at plus uh, 525 to perhaps sneak in there and steal the SEC tournament title this weekend in Nashville. Auburn did all they could against their hated rival Alabama. Uh, in that Wednesday night game to, you know, shot over 70% from three in regulation to try and open the door for a share of the conference title uh, for A&M on their home floor. And, uh, well, Alabama did a good job of getting back in that game and winning it in overtime. Uh, But, no, A&M, this will be Buzz Williams' third team that he has brought to the NCAA tournament at Marquette in Virginia Tech before that. Let's go to the Big 12 Conference in Every year they try and find somebody who's going to up uh, unseat uh, Kansas. Well, it didn't happen again. They might not be as talented as they were of the national championship the year before, last year. But, man, here they are again, the conference champion, despite uh, getting beat by double digits at uh, Texas uh, on Saturday, the last day of the regular season. The Jayhawks are the uh, favorite for the Big 12 Conference uh, tournament uh, at Bet Rivers at plus 225. Texas second choice at plus $3. Baylor plus 350. TCU plus $6. And Kansas State, Paul, who are you looking at as at plus $8? Yeah, I mean, you look at this. We've talked about it uh, over the last couple of months, but this is the toughest league in America without question. Uh, and it's really the incredible balance from top to bottom uh, that separates the Big 12 from the rest of college basketball. I mean, you've got a team like, uh, and I know it's probably uh, getting to be uh, old news, but uh, Oklahoma, they beat Alabama by 24 points in the middle of a seven-game conference losing streak. I mean, that's just, uh, you know, that's generational type stuff there. That just doesn't doesn't happen in, in most conferences. So it's not just lip service. There are no easy outs in the Big 12. So could we see a surprise, maybe a big surprise or a slight surprise uh in the tournament this week in, in KC, and I think we might. So I'm going to look, rather than look in the, you know, at the upper three or four teams as kind of the natural place to start when you're assessing these tournament fields, I'm going to go slightly further downstream uh, and look at the team again with the fifth shortest odds, that being Kansas State, as you mentioned, at plus 800. 
uh, you know, they've defeated, first of all, all four teams with shorter odds uh, than them in the regular season. So they've defeated Kansas, Texas, uh, Baylor, and TCU. So they know what it takes to beat those teams. They're going to have some support uh, in Kansas City, or they'll have quite a bit of support, Not probably not Kansas support or even Iowa State support because the Cyclones have some uh, have a great legion of basketball fans. But they'll have some support there. And we saw what Kansas State can be at their best, uh, especially early in the, the new year uh, when 5'8 guard Marquise Noel was lighting it up. Uh, he showed he can carry a team basically on his back when he's hot. He got a little bit cold there for a while, but he's, I think, regained his, his offensive game, his scoring touch. Um, again, they were as high, I believe, as maybe number seven in the polls uh, at their pinnacle this season. So Kansas State, uh, the fifth choice in the tournament field at Bet Rivers at plus 800 uh, is my pick to win the Big 12 tournament. All right, let's move on to the Big Ten tournament uh, in Chicago. And uh, the favorite here, here's a chance maybe for, for some value because Purdue, the regular season champion, um, after that 24-point lead on Sunday against Illinois, then had to hold them off uh, with a mad scramble by the Illini. And so they cut down the nets in West Lafayette, plus 150, but they have lost, what, four of seven coming down the stretch, four of eight. Now, they a close one at Wisconsin, another close one at home against Champaign. Looks like all of their games are sort of 50-50 games coming down the stretch. Plus 150, that creates some uh, some value, some places. Now, Indiana was longer odds earlier, but they're now all the way up to second choice at plus 450. Interesting thing in their close win against Michigan uh, this past weekend, and that is they went from, if they lost, to the eighth seed, to a win to the three seed, and they also are matched up with the two seed, Northwestern, which is an easier path to the final as well. Indiana was uh, plus 550 and, and, and maybe even higher, but right now at Bet Rivers, it's all the, way, all the way down to plus 450 for the Hoosiers. Yeah, I think some betters, including myself, it's kind of almost like uh, you know a middle school crush. You know, We're kind of infatuated with Indiana. Uh, they've got, again, the two scorers that we've talked about, uh, likely first-team All-America, Trace Jackson Davis, uh, the forward who does everything for the Hoosiers, uh, and then freshman Jalen Hood uh, Scafino, uh, who is an outside scoring threat. Uh, clearly, the Hoosiers are not a great defensive team, uh, but as you pointed out, they've got a pretty nice path to the championship game, likely going to play uh, Maryland on Friday, uh, then either – Penn State, Illinois, or Northwestern uh, in the semifinals uh, on Saturday. If they were to get to the uh, championship game, uh, Indiana likely would face, you know, most probably anyway, would face Purdue in the championship game, a team they've already defeated twice. So they would be going for the the three-game series sweep there. Uh, So I like Indiana at plus 450. Uh, I just like that offensive punch that they've got. And, uh, you know, when they're – you know, when they've been good, they've, they've really looked good. So uh, rather than take the favorite, we'll go again down down the list just a little bit. Well, uh, pretty good analogy, Paul Stone, because I'm watching that game and, well, the line is three and a half at Bet Rivers. I buy, pay the extra 10 cents, as you can do at Bet Rivers, and bought it to minus three. And, well, go 0 for 4 at the line the last 10 seconds. And, yes, my heart has not been crushed since maybe middle school. So, very good one on that one, Paul. That was brutal to watch, to say the least. All right, the last we're going to look at is Conference USA. And 
Florida Atlantic, the, speaking of the Indiana Hoosiers, the student manager for the Indiana basketball team lands a job down at Florida Atlantic, and, boy, he's a hot name uh, for the coaching searches right now as they try to get to the tournament for the first time. They're the chalk at only plus 125 in the Conference USA tournament. You're looking at those boys from Denton, however, the mean green at plus 275 in North Texas. Yeah, a little bit better odds, obviously, on North Texas uh, in, in the Conference USA tournament. Again, as you mentioned, Ford Atlantic at plus 125 and, and kind of favorite uh, 1A, if you will, UAB at plus 175. But you look at this North uh, North Texas team and their six-year head coach, uh, Grant McCasland, uh, another hot name that uh, if uh, Mark Adams uh, is ultimately dismissed uh, for, from Texas Tech, uh, he might be one of the he, he will be one of the top names that Texas Tech will look at. So something to keep an eye on there. The main green is fair to say they're they're absolutely uh, somewhat offensively challenged, uh, but they do rank among the nation's top defensive teams. In fact, they're first in the nation, tops in the nation in scoring defense. Just allow 56 points a game. Uh, as we know, sometimes offense can kind of come and go, uh, especially in the postseason. North Texas is going to be playing close to their campus. Uh, Frisco, just a uh, couple of turns and a straightaway from Denton, Texas. So they'll have some support there. Right. North Texas has lost to Florida Atlantic both times they played them, but by four points, both on their home court uh, and there uh, at Florida Atlantic. So they have been competitive. Uh, I'll recommend North Texas at plus 275 to win Conference USA uh, there in Frisco outside of Dallas. All right, uh, so going with the mean green at a price at plus two seventy five right now at Bet Rivers. A couple of individual games have caught your attention, um, and I watch this one closely. And boy, I tell you what, uh, Baylor and Iowa State are going to have a rematch immediately. And it's funny that Scott Drew for a long time played predominantly zone defense. Iowa State went zone from the opening tip to the end of the game. And Baylor acted like they had never seen a zone defense before. 22 points at half, and I forget what they finished with the game, but it was not good. Um, this is a 12:30 Eastern tip on Thursday uh, in the Big 12, and well, we'll have to see if Scott Drew how much how much adjustments he did make uh, attacking that zone because it was it was no fluke. I mean, the quality of shots, would they were lucky to get as many points as they did, which was not many. Yeah, I mean, first of all, uh, Iowa State not only won the uh, regular season meeting in Waco that you referenced uh, this past Saturday by 15 points, uh, but they won the first meeting in Ames by 15 points. So Iowa State has defeated Baylor both meetings this year by 15. Uh, the Cyclones not only – does Baylor have to address its offensive struggles against Iowa State's zone, as you mentioned? But the Cyclones shot fifty uh, percent in that first meeting between the teams and Ames, and then this past Saturday they shoot fifty-four uh, percent there in Waco. And, and hopefully, this is not uh, another one of my infatuations like with Indiana. But this Baylor team, you know, they live and die by those three guards on offense. Uh, and if those guys get going, uh, they can beat anybody in the country. There's no. No question about it. And I think they're going to get right against Iowa State uh, on Thursday in this first-round Big 12 game. Uh, Iowa State, although they did get the impressive victory uh, at Baylor on Saturday, uh, they had dropped four straight games entering that game. They had dropped six of their previous seven. Uh, as we know, senior guard Caleb Grill 
uh, was dismissed from the team for violating team standards. Uh, and I think the, the Cyclones were clearly better with Grill uh, than without him. Uh, he didn't play a few games before his dismissal. Uh, and we saw that they, they started uh, – their performance started declining when Grill was absent. So I think that's uh, an issue with Iowa State. I still like this Baylor team. I think it's going to be around minus two and a half. The Bears laying. I take Baylor minus the small number over Iowa State on Thursday. And one more in the SEC on Thursday that you're looking at. This is a 1 p.m. Eastern tip-off between Mississippi State and Florida. Now, Florida season was basically busted up when uh, their big guy and their best player, uh, Castleton, uh, went down with a season-ending injury. Mississippi State disappointing uh, game uh, to end their regular season at Vandy, again, without their most productive player, Lim Robbins, and Vandy wins it 77-72. to Robbins went down four minutes into that win at Rupp Arena. So Vandy with a couple of decent wins uh, to close out the season. But Mississippi State probably on the wrong side of the bubble entering the tournament. We're projecting their line to be at three and a half over Florida. Yeah, Florida has already defeated Mississippi State once this year, and that game was actually in Starkville uh, with the Gators winning uh, 61-59. Uh, but in that game, their big man, uh, 6'11 forward, Colin Castleton, he was healthy uh, before being lost uh, for the year to injury just a few games back. And Castleton's, you know, his impact can just be seen through his statistical line, 16 points a game, 7.7 rebounds a game, three blocks, and almost three assists. So he's a kind of a point forward out there, a, a great passer as well. They are clearly, despite the victory over Vanderbilt, in my opinion, clearly not the same team without him. You know, you look at Mississippi State, when they're at their best, they beat uh, the aforementioned Marquette team, a really good team, a top 10 team, uh, beat Marquette by three on a neutral before Thanksgiving. Uh, They also beat the likes of Arkansas on the road this year, uh, beat Texas A&M and TCU at home. So I think their their upside, you know, even though it's been a little bit of uh, an up-and-down season, uh, I think Mississippi State has some upside. Uh, I'm looking to take uh, the Bulldogs at minus three and a half or better over the Gators up there in Nashville in the SEC tournament. All right, a little bit of uh, everything, a little potpourri for Paul Stone uh, today, uh, throwing it out there. Stock up, stock down, teams to back and fade as we enter the postseason. Uh, Conference tournament uh, teams uh, to look at, some shots along the way, and even a couple of individual games on Thursday as well. Paul will be back next week. It'll be a little bit of a roundtable yourself. Uh, Bruce Marshall of the Gold Sheet, Vegas Insider, and also me as we get ready for the field of 68. And we'll break down all of the individual matchups and give those sides for next Thursday and Friday's first full days of the NCAA tournament. For Paul Stone, I'm Jimmy Ott here on the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.